So new fighter jets have been purchased for Canada in the billions of dollars. I mean, that's what fighter jets cost. Last time I checked, and I don't check all that frequently, but we've also got an air defense missile system for Ukraine, and that has cost money. And we worry about cyber attacks involving China and Russia. No better person to ask about these things with than Canada's defense minister. She is MP of Oakville, Anita Anand, and she joined Toronto today on Wednesday. We want to have you on initially to talk about a fighter jet purchase um, long overdue or somewhat overdue for our country to get new fighter jets. And why are these the right fighter jets? Well, we ran an independent, competitive and open competition. And the result of that competition, which was robust and seven steps involved, uh, showed that the F-35 is the right plane at the right price for our country. And I will say that eight of our allies use this plane, and it's extremely important from an interoperability standpoint with our allies to have the F-35 as well. And so we will move forward now with Lockheed Martin and purchase these 88 future fighters. Uh, the first four aircraft arrive in 2026, the next six in 2027, the subsequent six in 2028, and the full fleet to arrive in time for a full phase out of the CF-18s by the end of 2032. Yeah, it takes some time. Like the, the brass tacks from listening to you, it sounds like these planes got good reviews from some of your allies. Exactly. And we expect that the technological issues that may have existed in the past will be worked out. The aircraft is much more mature now, and there are significant economic benefits uh, for our country to come as well. Uh, potential to contribute over $425 million annually to GDP, close to 3,300 jobs annually for Canadian industry and supply chain partners over a 25-year period. We have a very vibrant aerospace industry. Canadian components already are being placed in these aircraft around the world. Uh, and indeed, Canadian businesses have already captured about $3 billion in this industry. Some of this is to scale up our defense of the Arctic. Some of this is also, I, I know when there's been NATO meetings, there's been suggestion um, rather infamously that Canada needs to increase its military spending. Does this cover both bases? And are we playing a little bit of of, of catch-up? Nations have to do that sometimes, shore up something that could have been spent earlier. Are we shoring some of that up and, and playing a little catch-up with this? We're actually executing a plan that our government put in place in 2017 to increase the capabilities for the Canadian Armed Forces. We're going to be seeing defense spending increase by 70% from the 2017 to 2026 period anyway. And we are also committing almost $40 billion to NORAD modernization and continental defense. I announced that in June. And that really focuses on the airspace as well and Arctic sovereignty and security. What we're doing is making the necessary investments to keep Canada safe, and we'll keep doing that. Some of the, the, the thought process to me is, does new equipment um, help in terms of recruitment? This would be Canadian Air Force specific, but you've made the point, we've got to grow our military. When you became defense minister, I'd argue you uh, inherited um, a lot of dysfunction, a lot of bonfires to put out. Are those bonfires being put out and can new equipment help mean prioritizing our military and, and getting good men and women to want to be part of it? 
Absolutely. I agree with uh, definitely the first part of your comment that we really need to ensure uh, that we're recruiting and we're retaining uh, our very best and brightest. And we do want young, talented people to join, to fly the fifth generation fighters. This is an incredibly exciting opportunity. I'm so glad you mentioned it because we will continue to grow the Canadian Armed Forces from a personnel and a capability perspective. Uh, visit a recruiting center is all I can recommend at this point. It's a really great opportunity. Anita Nat is our guest on Toronto Today. Um, a quick ask on what's been going on this morning. Obviously, the FAA has ordered some airlines to pause all domestic departures. Um, I'm sure that that got on your radar, uh, so to speak. There's always concern that something like this is related to a potential cyber attack. Do you Did this land on your radar? Do you know anything about it? I am working with Minister Al-Gabra, the Minister of Transportation for our country, on uh, the precise issues and, indeed, uh, uh, very important for us to take seriously uh, what our partners are saying in terms of their skies and what that means for Canada. He's monitoring this very closely. Let's go to Ukraine. Canada's getting a national advanced surface-to-air missile system, buying it from the United States, at the cost of $400 million to donate to um, Ukraine. Let our audience know how this gets researched. Why this system and why is it the right amount to spend also on it? It's a great question. Over the past few weeks and months, we've heard directly from President Zelensky and Minister Resnikov that air defense systems are Ukraine's number one defense priority. And that's why I announced that Canada is purchasing this surface-to-air missile system, or NASAMS, and associated munitions from the U.S. to donate to Ukraine. And this is Canada's first donation of an air defense system to Ukraine. And you asked about what it will do. Well, this donation will help Ukraine strengthen its air defense systems against Russia's brutal air attacks. And we're seeing those on population centers, civilian critical infrastructure, military sites. Uh, So this is incredibly appreciated by Ukraine, by President Zelensky, and the donation is valued at approximately $406 million, uh, which comes from the allocated aid for Ukraine that our Prime Minister announced back in November. You must get asked a fair bit by uh, constituents, maybe by fellow um, government MPs, and, and I would bet opposition MPs push you as well. What's our off-ramp for Ukraine? Nobody likes the idea of, of, a, of an interminable war year after year. I don't think people thought once we saw Ukraine, Anita was going to fight. I don't think many people thought this was going to end quickly. Do we, do we have an off-ramp for it? Well, we have to recognize that what we are helping to do now is to save the lives of innocent people. And we will continue to help Ukraine for as long as the rationale is that this is an attack on the international rules that keep us all safe, Mm -hmm. that have kept us all safe since the end of the Second World War, an illegal and unjustifiable incursion into a sovereign territory is one step away from our own doorstep. And so, in fact, what I hear from constituents is support for this war and effort. And in fact, we see Ukrainian flags flying on uh, doorsteps and in vehicles across this country, which shows uh, that indeed Canadians see this rationale as well. It doesn't seem like Vladimir Putin seems to want an off ramp, though, which is concerning. That that seemed to be that was something Joe Biden brought up in October is, 
you can't offer him a way out unless he's willing to come to the negotiating table. I know that that doesn't sit well in a lot of people's stomachs, given what he's done and what he started. But to some people who look at the history of wars, it, it might be the only way out. He doesn't seem to want to take it just yet. Well, you know, I am far from trying to predict what um, Putin will do next. But what I do know is that uh, thousands and thousands of innocent Ukrainians are dying and Canada and our allies will continue to be with Ukraine in the short and the long term. Negotiation is a decision for Ukrainians to make. Uh, but Putin continues his brutal assault now, and we will continue to help Ukrainians defend themselves. Anita Anand is our guest. Um, last couple of minutes with you. Um, Russia and China both. Um, Canada is not exactly on, on their Christmas card list, and I wouldn't expect them to be. But I bring up cyber attacks and I'd ask whether, you know, our involvement in Ukraine makes you more worried about them or makes Canada more susceptible to them. It wouldn't be a reason not to participate in helping the Ukrainian people, but are we more aware of the potential for those attacks or things like election interference, like we've seen both here and in the United States? Does that make it make them more on their radar, on our radar? It's a great, great point. What we are seeing is increased aggression by China, especially in the Indo-Pacific and we have launched our Indo-Pacific strategy backed by $500 million, which includes enhanced cyber collaboration with our partners in the region. Um, the purview of my role also covers the communication security establishment, and we have seen a rise in cyber activity from foreign actors, and we do need to continue to make the necessary investments to keep Canada safe. And I'll just say, whether we're talking about Ukraine or China, and um, there is a need for us to protect uh, the rules-based international order. The cost of doing nothing is far more uh, than what we are putting on the table, and we need mm. to continue uh, acting, making the necessary investments to keep Canada safe, and supporting our multilateral alliances, especially in the Indo-Pacific. Last question, and I bet your constituents do ask you this. Will we have an election this year? Um, we are working every day to make sure we're serving Canadians, making the investments necessary uh, to help Canadians, to serve Canadians, to support Canadians, whether it is through $10 a day daycare or whether it is through making sure that the continent is safe through NORAD modernization. That's what I am focused on every day, Greg, and uh, that's my work each and every day, 24-7. I gotcha. Anita, thanks so much for the time today. I really appreciate you coming on our show and, and giving your uh, your guidance and, and your uh, your opinion, especially with so much happening in, in, in essence, the world of defense. I think people really appreciate hearing it right from you. Well, you're so kind to say that. I will say that it's really important for us uh, to keep going with the work we're doing in defense mm. and security. And that is going to be my sole focus here in 2023. Anita Anand on Toronto Today. Thank you so much for the time. Take good care, Greg. Bye-bye. There's the uh, Minister of Defense, Oakville MP, Anita Anand, joining us on Toronto Today.